Two Truths and a Lie, the series that looks at real-life issues and picks apart what's true and what's not. Welcome back. I'm Gila Ross, host of the Power Up podcast, where we cut through the chase and talk about real things that can impact and upgrade our everyday lives. Welcome, everyone. I am so excited to be here together with Brooklyn Dukes, who is a parenting coach. Brooklyn, I'm so happy that you've joined us today on the Two Truths and a Lie podcast. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, everyone. I'm Brooklyn. Thanks, Gila, for the intro. Um, I was a preschool teacher, actually, for eight years. Um, I loved kids before I taught. I worked in Hebrew school. I was the world's youngest babysitter. There's no way I should have been trusted at that young of an age that I started babysitting, but I always loved children. It was always my passion. Um, And then about five years into teaching, I actually... um, I had a parent approach me and say, you know, my child's doing the best in your class that they've ever done. Like, would you be able to give us some pointers so how we could help him at home? Um, And that parent and I started working together and then that parent told another parent and then that parent told a third parent. And eventually I started sharing about child development and behaviors on Instagram. And I got my master's degree in early childhood education um, and sort of just, grew on its own. Um, and then I started parent coaching. I left teaching and I'm parent coaching now full time. I give professional development workshops to schools. Um, and um, now my family gets my children energy instead of my students. So that's kind of how I shifted gears. Um, and I really love it. And I'm so inspired by parents who, who invest in being the best parents. I'm just amazed by it. So Beautiful. And yes, you, you, you certainly have that, that passion for kids really comes across. I met you over Instagram and you could see right away that that passion um, for kids um, is very, very clear. Um, <laughs> um, I'm very, very excited to have you here with us. And I believe you are going to give us two truths and a lie about parenting. So why don't you throw them at us and let's see if let's see if our listeners can figure it out before you tell us which ones are true and which ones are lie. Okay, so we'll get started. Um, it's the, the I'm going to just go through all three. Um, it's important for caretaking activities to be joyful. That's number one. Ooh. Rewards bring fun and joy into learning new skills. That's number two. And play and joy diffuses tension and power struggles. That's number three. And the theme here is joy, bringing joy into parenting. So that's kind of what we talked about. Right. And I love, I love that we're focusing on, on joy in parenting because I think this is something we discussed in the lead up to the podcast is that there's, there's you know, life is, life is busy. Life is very distracted for a lot of parents in, in a lot of ways. You know, our time is, is so 
in sought um, sought after and we're stretched and and you know sometimes we can feel such a pressure within parenting you know to do everything the after school activities and and you know all those things that the milestones and the reading and the this and the that and the other and that sometimes you know you especially I think also on on Facebook and Instagram you see other parents who are are, are the crafty types and you're like oh I should be doing that with my kids and like for me whenever I do crafts with my kids all my brain is thinking is like the mess who's going to clean up the mess and it took me years to realize that like that's not the time that's not the best mum that I am when it's crafting I'll take my kids to the park and have a good time leave the crafting for for whoever else is is, is going to do that so I love that we're going to focus on on joy in in parenting um t- tell me how so, so let's start with the first the, the the first one that you that you said and and um what was the first truth that you said again it's important for caretaking moments to be joyful Ooh, I feel, I don't know, tell it to us. Okay, (laughs) this one's a truth. Now, what I will say is this is the hardest and most relieving thing um, that I've learned, one, as a parent, and two, in helping the people that I work with. Um, So what I'll say is, we spend most of our day checking off a punch list of toothbrushed, hairbrushed, yarmulke on, um, you know, backpacks, um, get your breakfast eaten, get your, you know, get your shoes on, get your coat on, get into the car seat. They're in the car seat. Now we're going to carpool and then get them out of the carpool, breathe, get your coffee in the drive-thru, pick them up, bath time, bedtime, dinner time, toothbrushing, pajamas, right? And so we have these like, what? And homework. And yes. homework. homework. Let's not forget oh that. <laughs> yeah. I want to add that one to the list, actually. Can I do three truths and a lie? Um, and, and homework. I, I feel thing. like homework will be a whole nother episode on its own, homework, right? I could spend four <laughs> hours talking about why you should throw your homework out. I give you permission. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyways, um, it's important for caretaking moments to be joyful, right? These are the moments that we spend with our kids where we're literally telling them, I am taking care of you. And then usually, and first of all, this is shame-free. We're all stressed trying to get out the morning out of the house the morning of carpool, right? We all experience that like, ah, like why is everything flying? Where's the homework? Where's the shoe? Where's the other shoe? Is today raining? Do I need rain boots? Should I send a changer? Right? We have all these thoughts. So it's really hard to always do this. And I'm not saying you should always do this. Um, But when we are experiencing moments with our children where we're taking care of them, our energy sends a really important message. It either sends, this stresses me out and I'm exhausted, or I love this. This is something I love. I'm your mom, I'm your dad, and this interaction is important to me. Obviously, not all of those activities are going to be peaceful and loving and sunshine and rainbows, but it's really a great start to choose one of those activities that you happen to not hate, right? Don't choose carpool if you hate carpool. Don't try to be joyful where it's not going to work, okay? I hate getting into the car. I'm not there yet. I love bath time. I can handle bath time. Being extra silly, putting my phone down, 
trying to cultivate moments of joy when I'm taking care of care of my children and saying, I love this, right? Getting into that space of like, how can I send that message? I can send that message by being silly. I can send that message by being present. I can send that message by saying, you know, bath time is one of the, my most favorite times that I spend with you. Some people love making dinner. If it's dinner, let it be dinner. If it's toothbrushing and you love singing a silly toothbrushing song, let it be toothbrushing. And then once you've got one done pretty good, stack on a second one right? Stack on a third one. And it, I always tell parents that I work with, you are in charge of the thermostat, right? If your house is feeling like frazzled, you are the thermostat. You can turn it, you can make it warmer, you can make it cooler, right? If you need a little bit more joy, you have a really big power in adding some more joy in your home. There's always going to be things flying. There's always going to be more homework assignments. There's always, there's all, whatever age you're at, there's harder, there's hard and easier parts, right? So if you can start building that skill where you're at right now, in five years from now, it's going to be even more easy for you, right? So, um, that is just such a beautiful message for our kids to receive um, in whatever area makes the most sense for you, whatever caretaking activity makes the most sense. Um, and I think sometimes we think we need to give our kids special time by taking them to get coffee and, you know, go on, go to dinner dates or get, get a man. Like we think of these big gestures. Um, and I think there's so many opportunities that can be special. Um, and we can start just by using those small ones. So. I, I love that. And I, I love that. I love this idea of, of putting, bringing the joy back to the caretaking moments. And I think also because for a lot of, of us as parents, like, let's be honest, like a lot of those caretaking moments, they can, as a child, you can hear it in one or two ways. You can hear it as like, oh, mom or dad is telling me to do X, Y, Z, as a, 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 um, again, like telling me to get in the pajamas again, telling me to get in the bath, telling me to brush my teeth, etc. Or it can come across as a message of, you know, I, I, let, let, let's spend time together, let's do it. And even some things like as, as even if we verbalize, right, like, you know, if, if teeth brushing in my house is not um full disclosure my kids hate brushing teeth hate when I brush help them brush their teeth right but even if it's like you know if even if I verbalize and say like oh let's brush your teeth to keep your teeth strong like again it just like softens it a little bit and, and it kind of you know sends the message across like I, I'm not I'm doing this because I care about you and I love you and and I want you to to be healthy so I really love that and I, I and I think it's so important what you said about um start with the thing that you enjoy already, right? Yeah, that don't make-, make it harder on yourself. I'm all about ease. We have enough that's going on, right? Yeah. You're already doing homework. Enough is enough, right? Start small. Start with yes. what's easy for you. Because that's sustainable, right? If you start with what's what, what you enjoy and what's already a little bit joyful, you make it a little bit more joyful, then it's sustainable. So that that's where it's at. I love that one. All right. Are we ready for the second one? Remind me what the second one was. Yeah, where words bring fun and joy into learning new skills. So I have a feeling where you're going to go with this one, but I'm not going to spoil it for our audience. So tell us. Okay, this is a lie. (laughs) This is my lie. I know we all love sticker charts. We all love rewards. I could talk about this for three hours, but on one foot in just under a few minutes, what I'll share is. Rewards, although can be, they can be initially motivating for children, right? When they're learning something new, like toileting or, you know, getting their homework done or a new skill or cleaning their room or anything like that. Um, 
it ends up being a little bit more problematic than we think it will. <laughs> and it usually takes away our joy, right? So in the beginning, we're motivated. Parents are excited. We love to whip out a sticker chart. It gives us something super tangible. Like we know exactly what we're doing. It helps us feel confident. But there's a couple pieces of this. One is eventually what happens is we, we our children start to lose the motivation to do things just because it's exciting to learn something new. Yeah. Um, and there is a really beautiful thing in young children that like, they really just are excited to learn new things. We think, why would they be motivated to learn that? Because to us, it's not exciting yet. You know, it, I, I'll use the example of toilet training because we're doing that this week right now. Um, and we're not using rewards. I know that's pretty crazy. I know not everyone's there yet, but I'm just using this example. What we've been doing instead is anytime there's a toileting quote unquote success, right? Um, and you know, even the failures are success because you learn something from them, right? Is we'll say something like, how did that feel? You went to the bathroom all by yourself, right? And all I'm doing is helping my child notice what they're doing, right? And when they notice it, and then they notice how they feel about it, that creates a feeling of excitement of itself. How many of us have had children tell us six months later, that they've gone to the bathroom. They're like, you don't have to tell me anymore, right? They're like, mom, I went to the bathroom. And we're like, why are you still telling me, right? Because we've almost trained them to inform us about things that we really didn't need to be super involved. I mean, we have to be involved in toilet training, but we, um, the, the joy comes from the external. The joy comes from mom giving me a sticker. The joy comes from me getting a chocolate chip. The joy comes from outside of me. But when the joy comes from inside of me, it's not about, it's not about mom. It's not about how anybody else feels except how I feel. And I think that is such a beautiful thing for kids to learn from a young age because so many of us now in our generation are recovering from learning to do things just because we'll make someone else happy, even at our own expense that it makes us unhappy, right? A lot of us recovering people pleasers and perfectionists. So it's a really great way to, you know, when we move away from rewards and start replacing it with that, like, how did that feel to do that? That's just such a simple way to replace that. Um, is really helps our kids build that joy internally. Um, whereas over time, when we use rewards, it can start to take away that joy when the reward is suddenly not there anymore. Or how many of us have offered a sticker for a, or a prize for a chore? And then one day we say, well, can you go wash the dishes? And they're like, well, what am I going to get for it? Right? There, there's suddenly this whole other piece attached to things that we do as a family and chores and things like that. And I have a lot more about that on my Instagram if you want to learn more in depth about that one. Yes. Um, and I think it's, um, I, I also have, I, I have older kids as well, teenagers. And um, I think one of the things that's really important when you have older kids, when younger kids as well, but as they get older, you see it, you see the need for it more is boundaries, right? Teaching them to, to feel and respect the boundaries. And this actually came up with one of my kids recently where she was asked to do something. And my response to her was, you know, what do you want to do? Do you want to say yes? Do you want to say no? Like, it's okay, you know, to, to, to kind of say no, if you don't want to do it. And I think when you sort of start that when, when they're young, like, how does that make you like, how do you how do you feel about that? Then when someone else is asking them, can you do that? Like, even if it's something like, can you babysit until this time? Or if they're babysitting already, and they ask, can you babysit till later? And you can turn around to them and say, well, do you actually want to, right? Because a lot of times, as you know, if you haven't, 
built that boundary skill, which is hard. It's hard, especially, you know, when, when you're a teenager and an adult is asking you something and it's your, you know, you're earning money and you're in, in their house or whatever to, to sort of have that strength that to, to say, well, actually, I don't want to do this. And it's actually okay to say no, if we made this arrangement that I don't want to stay later. But so I, th I see how, how, you, you know, starting that when they're young can help build not just that inner internal joy but also the boundaries which is so important for um our kids to have as they grow into adulthood on on a related note i'm going to ask you because you brought up rewards and i know it's a big it's a big um topic do you think there's ever a place for rewards in parenting tough question um, <laughs> yeah that's a tough question what i'll say is Often when people ask me that, they have a specific scenario they're thinking of. Um, and, you know, then I want, then I'd want to know, you know, what benefit is the reward for? How is it benefiting them? Obviously, besides the obvious, which is they get a reward and they're getting, you know, but I, I would be curious to know, like, what is the benefit of a reward in this scenario that maybe there is a place, you know, that we're proposing there is a place for? That, that that's that's a very that's a good question that's a good question to leave our audience with so what is the third one remind me what that one was yeah um play diffuses tension and power struggles or joy and play diffuse tension and power struggles okay well the truth is i think for um, anyone that's been listening along till now you may have figured out from the name of the podcast whether this one is true or, or not um <laughs> but tell it um tell it tell it to us all right, this is one. This one's a truth. Um, I think so often we get caught in power struggles and we are tense. We are like, if I don't teach them this now, then they will never learn. How will they ever learn if I don't, you know, we get into these like really like almost enmeshed moments of like, if I release control, then they'll win. And I, I think it's so important to remember, first of all, that we're not on teams against our kids. So it's okay to not win because you're not losing, right? You are in a relationship with your child and oftentimes when you're butting heads with them, it does feel like you're going against them. But being silly, being playful, being joyful, right? Being, you know, anytime something, some tense moments shows up actually is what releases tension from our body, right? That's why you invite funny people to dinner that's why, you, you know, that's why you want people who can crack jokes in your life. People who, anytime we can insert a moment of playfulness, of silliness, it's going to break apart tension. So the more playfulness we add into our day, the the power struggles will decrease, right? If it's going to help everyone relax, right? You know, whenever there's a tense moment in a family gathering and someone cracks a joke, it really lightens the mood up a lot. It makes things easier. People move through it faster. You know, self-deprecating humor cuts right to the chase sometimes. I, I always like to make jokes about how I look really young because it puts people at ease because usually when I start, um, they're like, is this, is she 16? Like, is there a 16 year old giving us a parenting conversation? Um, so I always like to make a joke about that. And then people laugh and they're like, okay, I guess I can relax about that now, right? If you're watching this podcast or you might, you might notice that I get that question a lot on Instagram. Um, you do but, look 16. <laughs> yeah, I know. And whenever I get my nails done and I tell people, you know, how old I was when I got married or had children, they're like, you look like you're 16 now. Like, are you, were you a child bride? Like, um, no, but I do look very young. Um, so I think that's a big, a big 
part of that, right? So when we can be playful with our kids in a moment, like, you know, um, if they say they don't want to put on, if this is for a young child, this is an example for a young child, um, you know, say they don't want to put on their diaper, taking their diaper and saying, you know, oh, I think it goes on your head, right? Right? This is how it goes on, right? Then they just deflate into giggles, right? It's not about I, they're, I need to win because they're two and they need to set up, like they need to be their own person and they're discovering how to say no. It's not about that anymore. It's about being silly. And then they go, no, you put it over my legs and you pull it up. And right, that's, you know, one example, right? And of course we can't always do that. That's what everyone says. They're like, well, I can't do that every time I have a power struggle. So I just shut you guys all down. I'm not asking you to do it every time, but once in a while, once a day, you know, um, saying like, um, you know, anything like, you know, I don't want to do my homework and be like, yeah, I, I don't want to do your homework either. I don't think anyone should do it. Just anything to make them laugh or giggle or just, you know, being silly or cracking a joke or, you know, I think sometimes we think being silly is like a little too old for our kids and it's not, <laughs> right? If they're old enough that they can understand good jokes, then start making real jokes with them. And if they're young enough that they'll still appreciate it, even though you might feel a little silly being silly with a kid who's five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and, you know, um, then, then it's, you know, if we can get past that and diffuse that tension in us, it's really just changes the whole, this is exactly what I said before, the whole temperature of the experience for our kids, right? We're gonna, we're gonna adjust the thermostat. We're gonna deflate that power struggle, come back later, circle back later. Um, and it's a big, a big, um, it's a really powerful tool. Yeah, yeah, no, totally, totally agree. I mean, and I would say that, look, um, some parents are more naturally you know humorous and playful and 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 it definitely is harder to come by for moms I see I think it's it's challenging for moms to do because we're often the ones who have a heavier mental load and that is not across the board so if you have a heavier mental load as a dad it might be easier for your wife um but whoever is carrying all the things that need to be done in their brain usually has a harder time slipping into that play mode because they're like do 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 right all these ten thousand doctor's appointments and things like that Right. And also, I think that a lot of times we get into that mindset of like, I, I got to do this now. Right. And the truth is, like, it doesn't have to happen now. Right. Like it, it, Most it, times you know, it doesn't have to happen now. Yeah. There's those are times where the kids running into the road or whatever. It has to happen now. But most of the other things can like you can stop and you can slow down. And, and I think that playfulness also helps you kind of like realize like where internally it kind of shifts and like, oh, you know what? Like, it doesn't have to happen right now. Like, it's okay. Yeah, if it, it that urgency isn't real always. Like, this is not an emergency. I love to remind myself of that. I'm like, or even of my, my husband, like I'll remind him, like there are certain things that work him up. There are certain things that work me up and I'll just tell him like, this isn't dangerous. Like what's happening right now is not an emergency. And he'll be like, okay, you're right. Like you tag in, I'll tag out. I'll figure out myself that don't come back in right or and, and initially it might be hard to receive but it can be helpful to just remind yourself like okay it's not an emergency I, and I find that um, um you know we spoke about the school run earlier and and like that's something that helps me with the school run as well it's like we have this pressure to be in school on time right and like so, you know just to say, say to yourself hold on a second like what's going to happen if I, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm school late, right? Yes. Versus what's going to happen if I'm like stress, stress, stress and trying to rush the kids into school, like just like breathe, relax, you know, yeah. you'll, you'll, you'll get there a minute later. And everyone so what's going to happen if is just such a great reminder. Sometimes it's like, literally all I have to do is call the office. Like that's the only difference. All I have to do is walk up the stairs instead. And sometimes it's a worthwhile trade-off. 
Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. This has been really, really um, amazing. So um, I'm going to ask you to sum up those two truths and a lie for us because um, it was really, really valuable. So please tell us what they were again. Okay. So I, I disguised the first one. So it would sound like it could be, it could be a lie or it could be a truth. So I said, it's important for caretaking moments to be joyful. Choose one, start with one. Right. Um, rewards can bring fun and joy to learning new skills. And we Which talked was about the lie, right? It was the lie. So we can um, remind ourselves that there's already, we don't have to add anything to a moment to bring joy. There's already a place for joy there. We don't have to, we don't have to add stickers or rewards or allowance for that. Um, and then play diffuses tension and power struggles was the last truth. Fantastic. Fantastic. I love how these different and um, tips ideas can help us bring joy into more joy in into parenting because parenting isn't always easy and it's um, um you know it's stressful so the more joy and we can bring into our homes the more we and our kids will will benefit from thank you so much brooklyn and um remind us i know you mentioned your instagram account remind us what what it is if anyone wants to check out your amazing content there yeah, so you can follow me on Instagram at Brooklyn Dukes. It's B-R-O-O-K-E-L-Y-N-N-E Dukes. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's where you can find me. And my website is the same, just with a dot com. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. And thank you for your valuable insights. Thank you, Gila. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to listen. I'd love to hear your thoughts and your feedback. You can get in touch with me. You can find me on Instagram. It's Gila Ross. And please take a moment to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out. Thank you and have a wonderful day.